Welcome to the Kodesh Podcast. You are listening to the infallible word from the Holy Hill, God's seat of power, preached by the resident bishop, Bishop Ni Ajeduama. Let the word from the Holy Hill be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. Stay blessed. Nothing is impossible. That's our answer. The words are on the screen if you don't know it. Is impossible when you put your trust in God. Nothing is impossible when you trust in His word. Talking to the voice of God to be, is there anything too hard for me? Then put your trust in God alone and rest upon His word. Voice of God to thee. Is there anything too hard for me? And put your trust in God alone and rest upon His word. For everything, oh, everything, yes, everything is possible with God. is your pastor, my pastor. Just lift your hands, lift your hands in the presence of the Lord. Just thank Him for how far He's brought you in the year. Thank Him for how far He's brought you in the year. Somebody be grateful to God. Be grateful to God. Just show him thanks. Appreciate him for how far he's brought you. You may not have achieved everything that you set your eyes to. But whatever it is, you are alive. Whatever it is, you have breath. The Bible says that let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Just lift holy hands and thank him. Just thank him for always. Thank him. Knowing that he's a God who is never too late. He's a God who is always on time. It doesn't matter that we have just have three weeks to the end of the year. And you have not accomplished what you set before you to accomplish. But I came to announce to you that with God all things are possible. He's the God of the impossibilities. And he's the God who is coming through for you this morning. Is the God who is saying to you that I am with you. I am with you always. I am with you always. The book of Nezah said to Daniel that the God who you serve continually, the God who you serve continually, it means that he was serving God in difficult times. 
He was serving God in good times. He was serving God when he was unsure. He was serving God when he was sure. He said that God whom you serve continually. He will save you. He will save you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Father, we bless your name. We thank you. We thank you for who you are. We honor you for how far you have brought us. We appreciate you, O oh God. We appreciate you that we can find ourselves in church. Despite all that is going on around us, that we can find ourselves talking, we can find ourselves smiling, we can find ourselves breathing, breathing without age. Oh, we thank you. We thank you. We give you the glory. We give you the praise. Hallelujah be to your name, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yes. Oh, the glory must be to the Lord. The glory must be to the Lord. Glory be to you, Lord. Oh, yes. The glory to you, Lord. The glory must be to the Lord. The glory must be to the Lord. The glory must be to the Lord. Us to appreciate you this morning, yes. to say that we thank you 
Just that we honor you. So that we appreciate all that, Lord, you do for us. We appreciate who you are. And the fact that, Lord, you even draw us to come close to you. Because no man can come close to you except you draw the person. Your word says that it's you who is at work in us. But to will and to do of your good pleasure. We give you the glory and we give you the praise. And let the church say, Amen. amen. Let the church say, Amen. amen. Oh, shout a better amen. amen. Shout a glorious amen. amen. And somebody give the Lord a club offering. And you can add a shout to the Lord. God bless you, you may be seated. Brother Charles, is your sound nice? Is your sound nice? Hallelujah. Are you happy to be in church? Wonderful. Well, we are glad for another Sunday where we can feel at his feet. Amen. There's a song like that, oh. Down at your feet, oh Lord. Is the most high praise in your presence, Lord? I sing your praise. I sing your praise. Help me sing the song, okay? Come on. Down at your feet, Lord. Is the most presence Lord I seek your face I seek your face there is no there is no I am calling no greater than to bow and kneel and kneel before you Lord I Talk about a question 
Amen. The title of the message is a question. Is anyone thirsty? Ask your neighbor, are you thirsty? Is anyone thirsty? Amen. Remember that the season of December is a season where we highlight Jesus' words. Amen. John chapter 7, I think, and verse 37 or 40. Let's start from verse 37. John chapter 7 and verse 37. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood. Let me just open my Bible. Your Bible? Say to everybody, this is my Bible. So I read my Bible. I learn from my Bible. Some of you don't have Bibles. Come to church without a Bible? Wow. I'm sure if I enter a bag, I'll see lipstick. <laughs> that brown cloth that they use, what is the name? The one they use for the pawns, what is the name? Well, we're kids. I mean, I used to call it shamoleda or something. It's a, it's a word. Shamo is leather. But I said shamoleda. We will leather. I'm sure there's some in your bag, but there's no Bible. Ask your neighbor, where is your Bible? Those holding small phones with Bibles. You don't know whether you are checking some uh, YouTube or you are checking your Bible. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirsts, let him come unto me and drink. You will drink from Jesus. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this speak he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given. Because that Jesus was not yet glorified. And he said, many of the people therefore when they heard the saying said, Of a truth, this is the prophet. Not a prophet, but this is the prophet. Amen. Said the prophet. Or the prophet. Others said, this is the Christ. But some said, Shall Christ come out of Galilee? They thought he came from Galilee, but he didn't come from Galilee. You know, so they even, even their question was based on the wrong premises. Hath not the scripture said that Christ cometh out of the seed of David and out of the town of Bethlehem where David was? So there was a division among the people because of him. And some of them would have taken him, but no man laid hands on him. Then came the officers to the chief priests and Pharisees, and they said unto them, Why have ye not brought him? (laughs) They were asking the officers, Why have you not brought him? The officers answered, 
never man speak like this man hallelujah say what never man speak like this man is it because of your words people will be afraid of you as it because of your words your enemies will be afraid of you are you with me yesterday we had a wedding a very powerful wedding and i saw some people fidgeting during the wedding <laughs> there was one elderly lady she came to give offering she was reciting something you know and even a certain man i don't want to say who the man was he couldn't sit in the service and when the preaching started he even went out because the words that were being preached were powerful words hallelujah i said hallelujah the, when you take the word and you preach it they will say ah where is this wisdom from are you with me i said are you with me said never man speak like this man then answered them the pharisees are ye also deceived and then last verse have you any of the rulers of the pharisees believed on him so you could see that people have different reactions to jesus people respond to jesus differently and it's my prayer that you will respond to jesus appropriately that you will respond to the word of god appropriately are you with me you could see clearly right from the beginning after he, he, he spoke hmm? my ipad is jumping he wants to go hide and spend christmas it says in verse 40 that many of the people therefore when they heard this saying said of a truth this is the prophet eh? others said this is the christ so there are also there are those who embrace the word of god completely there are those who embrace the word of God without any inhibitions or without any hindrances without any questioning are you with me because all things shall pass away but God's word will never pass away God's word stands sure God's word is the most solid foundation that you can lay your life on hallelujah and so it's also very very important for you to respond to God's word appropriately because it's when you respond to God's word appropriately that it will benefit you. That is why the Bible said that they that had the word did not benefit them because they did not mix the word with faith. So when you hear the word of God and you mix it with faith, then it will be a blessing to you. May you be blessed by the word of God. I said, may you be blessed by the word of God. Not only in the preaching in the church, but also in your reading at home. Amen. In your private studies, in your quiet time. May the word of God bless you. When you embrace the word of God, it will bless you. He said, when they heard it, say of a truth, this is the prophets. Others said, this is the Christ. This is the anointed one. Hallelujah. He said, some of them said, shall Christ come out of Galilee? So there are also those who, when they hear, eh, they ask questions. They ask questions. It's good to ask questions, but when you are asking a question with a silly mind, it's also very clear. Are you with me? Everybody goes laughing. As about you ask questions with what? A silly mind. Eh? There are some questions that are what? Sarcastic. What's the meaning of sarcastic? Pastor Max, what's the meaning of sarcastic? Put on the screen. Hallelujah. So you sarcastically ask a question. Eh? <laughs> like hey, you see, hey, did you also come? Mercy. 
Is that you're not expecting him to come or I mean it's a very silly question. <laughs> it's different from say, oh Charlie, welcome. You know, that is the first people. But right, did you are you also here? It's a very silly question. A what? A mocking question. You see, they said, Shall Christ come out of Galilee? Eh? Then they continue, had not the scripture said that Christ cometh of the seed of David and out of the town of Bethlehem where David was? It's a mocking question. So when you hear the word of God, don't ask mocking questions. Are you with me? Don't ask what? Mocking questions. And yet there's a third group uh, who are very incensed by the word. So there was division among the people because of him. And some of them would have taken him, but no man laid hands on him. So you see these three categories of people, those who receive the word of God gladly. Hmm? Like the sower went to sow, the word that fell on good ground, okay? The word that fell on good ground, it brought forth fruit. But there are others who don't. They ask mocking questions, questioning what the word of God is saying. There are also those who now hate it. I mean, in this, uh, what century are we in? Is this still 20th century? We are in the 21st century, not 23rd. We are in the 21st century. Somebody, in this 21st century, somebody actually beat his chest and said, look, I'm not a Christian, and I don't want to be a Christian. You know, I found it very strange. Then somebody said, I'm not a Christian. He's proud to say it. In this uh, 21st century, <laughs> very proud to say that. In Ghana, yes, not Europe. You could see the level of stupidity, how high it is when people don't embrace God and His Word. Are you with me? I said, Are you with me? But it was Jesus Christ who made that pronouncement. So He's saying to the people, That is anyone thirsty, let Him come. Let Him come. Let Him come. And the Bible is saying that He was talking of the Spirit, not physical water. Are you with me? There are many Christians who are thirsty. There are people who are walking in as Christians who are thirsty, but they are not seeking what will quench their thirst in the right place. Are you understanding? John chapter 4. John chapter 4. Let's take it from verse 4. And he must needs go through Samaria. Go on. Then cometh to he to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. So you see, now it's, you could see that it's not like Anna's story that you are hearing, but it's giving an account of the place, you know, that, that, that parcel of land that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. See, that this place is near there. Yes, next verse. Then how Jacob's well was there. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. Hmm? The sixth hour. Then cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said unto her, Give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away unto the city to buy meat. Then said the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, askest drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. 
So you could suggest Christ was even humbling himself. Amen? He had need of something, which is physical water. And he was humbling himself. So you could see he was showing this woman how to even humble yourself to receive from the most unlikely place. But the Samaritans had no dealings with the Jews. You know, they don't have any, I mean, in the first place, Jesus Christ was regarded as a rabbi. And rabbi don't have, I mean, they don't talk to women like that. They don't talk to women in, in public. You know, rabbis don't talk to women. But Jesus Christ was talking to a woman. That's number one. Then number two, Jews don't deal with Samaritans. But then here's a case where he was talking to a Samaritan woman. That's why the Bible was saying that the woman was what? He said, ah, how can he ask me knowing that I'm a Samaritan woman? So all those two words are very important. A woman and a Samaritan. And here you have a rabbi. So you can see how Jesus Christ will lower himself. Amen? How he will defile all the, uh, those yeah, strict laws and things to humble himself. So he's saying to us and teaching us that we also need to what? Humble ourselves when the word of God is being preached. Because he was about to preach to the woman and he was being an example to the woman. Next verse. Quickly. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knowest the gift of God. Hallelujah. If thou what? Knowest the gift of God. Many of us don't know the gift of God. But the gift of God is there. The gift of God is available to us. Hallelujah. That's why I was saying, if thou knowest the gift of God, and who it is that said to thee, give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Now, Jesus Christ was showing this woman something, something that a lot of us lack. Next verse. And Jesus said, next verse 41. 11 sorry the woman said unto him sir thou hast nothing to draw with and the well is deep from whence then hast thou that living water so we usually question when it's ministered to you to say look it shall be well then you just wonder because maybe your need is money and the person is saying it shall be well so you are looking at the person and as you are looking at him the shirt that is wearing can maybe an Obrunua who shirt. So you that you are wearing Obrunua, we are saying it shall be well. That I need money. I mean, well, how can it be well with me? When it's coming from you, are you with me? Yeah. Or maybe you even know some problems that the person have. So you, uh, you cry. Uh, I've, I've heard, you know, your wife is not happy with you. So I just saying it shall be well with you. You are thinking about the wife that is not happy with with, with him. Are you understanding? But you're not thinking about the fact that the person is ministering to you out of the spirit. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Amen. Because he said the well is what? It's deep, very deep. You cannot get there. You have not solved your problem. You have not solved the problem of this deep well. And yet you are saying to me that if you know the one asking you for water, you would have asked him and he would have given you water. But Jesus, with him, with, with God, there is nothing that is impossible. Whether the well is deep or the well is shallow, there is nothing that is impossible with God. Hallelujah. Put the scripture back. Is it art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us this well and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle? 
Go on. Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. Many of us have been drinking of many waters. We have been drinking of many waters. We are still thirsty. But there is a water. I said, There is a water that defiles any economy. There's a water that defiles any inflation. There's a water that defiles any challenges. Hallelujah. Amen. He said, But whosoever drinketh of this water, that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. So you see, Pastor Spritchy, you think he doesn't got problems. He has problems. Amen. But then there is a well of water. Hallelujah. I said there is what? A well of water. Amen. Amen. You see, as Jesus Christ was going to the cross, he had problems. He was thinking about how this cross can be possible. Eh? This cup. Yet, he was saying to somebody, Father, forgive them. Meanwhile, he had problems. Meanwhile, he was also thinking about his situation. He was thinking about his pain. He was thinking about his pain and all that. But yet, he was ministering life to others. Why? Because there was a living water inside. May you be blessed by that living water. I say, may you be blessed by that living water. Let's put a scripture. The woman saith on him, Sir, give me this water. Because Jesus Christ has already taught her by example, humility to receive. So now she say now, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come either to draw. May you ask God to give you that living water. Amen. I say, may you ask God to give you that living water. And that reminds me, you also have to drink uh, physical water. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Can I drink physical water? Yes, yes, yes. Thank you very much. To activate the living water. <laughs> to, to activate the living water. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. The woman said, give me this water that I thirst not. Neither come either to draw. God, that living water, when you receive it, it quenches all types of thirst. Next verse. Jesus said unto her, go, call thy husband and come here. So now Jesus Christ was going deep into her life. Why was Jesus Christ solving her problem? Because now she asked Jesus for something. You see, this woman's problem is adultery. That's her problem. Because she had had many men. And none of them satisfied her. So when she said, give me the living water. Eh? Jesus Christ knew what her problem was. Amen. So now Jesus Christ was addressing her problem. That you've been drinking these uh, dirty waters. You've tried. It never satisfied you. He said, this is you're on the fifth or the sixth one. You're on the fifth husband. And it's never, eh? not even a husband. You know, just flowing with them. Hallelujah. And you've never been satisfied. Hallelujah. So when you ask Jesus Christ for that living water, he will address your problem. Will address your challenges because many people are thirsty. There are those who are thirsty for a husband. It is good to have a husband. There are people who are thirsty for a wife. It is good to have a wife. Thirsty for this, thirsty for that. But people go seeking and searching in the wrong places. But this woman, for her whole life, has been seeking and searching from the wrong place. She's tried many men, and none of them have satisfied her. 
but now she's come to Jesus. It's my prayer that you also come to that point where you will come to Jesus and you ask him genuinely that give me that living water. Give me that living water. It's when you come to that realization that is when now Jesus Christ comes into your situation. Amen. And addresses your problem. The woman has not told anything about her life. But now he was addressing. You see, don't you realize at times you are in church and the pastor is preaching, he gives some windows. Then you, at times people, people even get annoyed. You know, this thing that I, I, I said to Reverend, Reverend has gone to tell Bishop. But Reverend has not told Bishop anything. You have a genuine need that Jesus Christ is addressing. It takes humility to accept the solution that Jesus Christ is bringing to you. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. And there's somebody who is thirsty and because of that, the whole city, nobody liked her because he has taken people's husbands. He has taken people's beloveds. He has taken people's um, sons and messed them up. And so nobody believed her. But after she received the living water, eh? I said, after she received the living water, when you continue the story, the Bible said now she went into the town and told the story. Somebody who is not believed, somebody who is not liked, somebody who women will not like their husbands to come near. The Bible says that the men of the city followed her. Hallelujah. They followed her because of what she said to them. But then later on, the Bible said they now they came, they believed because of now what they also came to hear. So you could see that the woman, after she was ministered to, after she received the living, which she requested, without requesting for, you cannot receive. She requested for it, give me the living water. And after she requested for, and she received it, now out of her own belly, began to minister to the people. Because, the, I mean, imagine that she has to satisfy all the men of the village. It would have been easy. But then she was on the track or on a certain project. And she was the fifth one. I don't know how many men are in the town. But there was no way he could have satisfied all of them. But then with the living water, she could not satisfy the whole town. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Receive that living water this morning. I said, receive that living water this morning. Amen. Now let me just quickly give you some examples of things that people think they can or they go for in placements of the living water. Are you with me? I can close now. Amen. Number one, people to try to quench their thirst with money. They try to do what? They try to quench their thirst with, with money. Proverbs 23. And verse 5. It says, Will thou set thine eyes upon that which is not? For riches certainly make themselves wings. They fly away as an eagle toward heaven. We are on earth. So when riches are flying towards heaven, they are flying away from you. <laughs> they are flying where? Far away from and eagles go, they soar very high. Amen. Because you seek it instead of seeking God, instead of seeking that living water. Hallelujah. Because living water satisfies. And if you are seeking for riches, you are seeking, seeking for them to satisfy you. Is that the case? Eh? 
to satisfy you. Is that not the case? Yeah. But it doesn't satisfy. There are those who even have in abundance and yet they are still seeking. Because they are seeking for something which satisfies. And at times when you see the money that people have embezzled, you know, what is kind of going Just say, what, are you, what is he going to do with this money? You know, there are some people, the money that they have stolen, if assuming there's reincarnation, they have to live ten times. They can't even spend it. They die, they come again and begin. Spend them and they come, die again and come and begin. They can't, there's a lot of money and they can't spend it. So because the person is seeking for something. But that thing is in Christ. I said that thing is in Christ. Hallelujah. Number two, people try to quench their thirst by seeking knowledge. It is good to seek knowledge, to go to school. Amen. But knowledge does not satisfy. You see some very, very learned people and through money they have become very rich and yet when you see some things that they do. I remember when I was in Zimbabwe, there was one minister of state, very intelligent man. He was caught in a, a certain place in a compromising situation. In a what? A compromising. And you know what the policeman, the, I don't know whether the policeman knew him or whether it was the government who orchestrated it. I don't know. The minister of state, the guy handcuffed him to an a, a electric pole. Yeah. Was caught in a compromised situation. I don't know whether, I think whether it was prostitutes or a place where people go to have, uh, you know, sex with animals. It was a place somewhere. It was a very, very terrible something. But this is a very intelligent person, knowledgeable. Caught in a compromised situation. So you see, the knowledge that did not have not satisfied. I'm not saying don't go to school, don't seek knowledge. Don't be silly. I didn't say that. <laughs> go to school. Amen. At times, you see, at times you can, even a doctor, you can diagnose some situation where now you don't, you can, the knowledge can help you to diagnose, but how to solve it? Yes. Doctor, am I lying? That didn't happen at, at times. You can diagnose, but even how to solve it? And several times you can say, this is a problem. Maybe you're having marital problem. There's quarrel in the marriage. And you can say, actually, you are too proud, but even how to solve that pride? You cannot solve it. But it's a living water that will quench it. I said, the living water that will quench it. Amen. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 3, verse 7. He said, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. So you learn a lot, but you miss out on the knowledge of the truth. Are you with me? Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 18. For in much wisdom is much grief. And he that increases knowledge increases sorrow. At times, knowledge makes us so puffed up, we ignore the word of God. Yeah. When knowledge, there are some people, they are so knowledgeable that when you are preaching to them, they look at you as if you are some goats or something. They look at you sheepishly. Sheepishly. Because of the knowledge they have. And they'll tell you, prove to me what you are saying in a test tube. So, we are a gym neck on them. Can I prove to you in the test tube? I both. It's got the knowledge the person has acquired. Are you understanding? And that's why the Bible says, by the simplicity of the gospel, by the simplicity of the gospel, salvation has come to us. Not knowledge, man's knowledge. That's why knowledge can easily make you puff up. Amen. So those of you, you, 
you are doing masters and things. Look, as you are doing masters, you are doing PhDs, all very good. But also do basenta and do basonta and work in the house of the God. You see, when you work in the church, it humbles you. Oh, I'm telling you. <laughs> Working, you see, to learn humility, you have to work in the church. Now, as you are taking baths, going to bath somebody, then he sees you, then he dodges you. Because when you see this child car that is dodging you, I mean, it's like you can take him to school. You can pay his school fees, but he's dodging you. And like, you don't understand. But yes, you have to. Tomorrow, too, you go. You go, and then they say, hey, you see the person run away and say, hey, Bashia. They were this person, through some help, you can change his life. But then you are, you are humble to go the following day. <laughs> So doing the work of God, see, it has so many powerful and positive ramifications. It humbles you. I'm t- those of you who are not doing anything in church. <clears throat> you are missing something. Because some of those things, you will never get it from anywhere. Where you are rich in your life, eh? you are finished school, you are living in a flat, two-bedroom flat. You will never learn this thing from anywhere. Unless you get to the ground work and we are all proud you are seeing your hair you are not that alone means you are proud <laughs> number three people seek pleasure to quench their thirst. pleasure God will say pleasure or guys don't say pleasure they seek what pleasure to quench their thirst. first Peter 3 4 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 3. For the time past of our life may suffice us to have wrought the will of the Gentiles when we walk in lasciviousness, lusts, excess of wine, revelings, banquetings, just a, a nijin <laughs> abominable idolatries. Hey, just idolatries, like I say, abominable, eh, bad, then abominable idolatries. I don't know. Can you give me an example of my abominable idolatries? Eh? Abominable idolatries. Hmm? Idolatries. Abominable one. Hey. Wherein they think it's strange that ye run not with them to the same essence of riot, speaking evil of you. So people use all types of things, pleasures, to try and quench the thirst. But there's only one person that can quench your tests. And that is Jesus. I said, that is Jesus. May you allow Jesus Christ the opportunity to quench your tests. Money cannot quench your tests. Amen? I said, money cannot quench your tests. Education, education cannot quench your tests. By the grace of God, we are educated. Otherwise, you'll be saying in your head, you say, woman, woman, you're cool school. After about you, you're an engineer. We're a pharmacist. We're accountants. I'll say about an electrical engineer. Just say, go to school by the grace of God. But the school cannot quench your tests. It's not enough to quench your tests. It's only Jesus. It's only Jesus. Hallelujah. Number four, people use alcohol. And you see, these things, it leads you into a vicious cycle. Eh? Because it pre- pretends it is satisfying you, then it doesn't satisfy you, then you go for it again, 
It pretends it's satisfied, doesn't be satisfied, then you go for it again. It increases. Then each time you are going up and up and up, the dosage is going up. High higher dose. The pharmacy is saying a higher dose of alcohol. Yeah. Because you think it can quench, quench and satisfy. It doesn't satisfy any thirsts. And people drink their lives away with alcohol. When you see somebody, you can see the person that the person is a, a drunkard. The lips begin to become red. Not all red lips are at that, but I'm saying most. They begin to see water retention in there. You could see the skin begins to become funny. Is that the case? Eh? The skin. You could see water is being retained. Then the face. Not that the person has put on weight, too, but a certain puffiness. Am I, am I speaking to the doctors? See puffiness in the face. Huh? That's why they say, I do not try no photo. Yeah, I call now as. <laughs> I try a photo. And you think it satisfies you, but it doesn't. All that it ends up doing is to kill you. It destroys your liver. Isn't that the case? Yeah. Destroys your liver. Bishop told a story of one boy who was brought, 20 something year old boy, brought to the Kolibu when he was there. The guy had drunk himself who was dying. Is it throughout the night? The guy was vomiting blood. Vomited blood throughout the night. In the morning by morning, he was gone. I remember Kolibu one day I went there and this total planky has been brought there. <laughs> I think he was drunk and he was doing that planky thing. And he, he wanted to cheat some people. He didn't give them their balance. And he was insulting them. Hey, the people, they beat him. Oh yes, they beat him. I mean, the guy came to the <laughs> emergency ward. He was well beaten. Any part of his body you touch. Because the guys have beat him very, very well. <laughs> and you know the Kolibu nurses? Because, yeah. Instead of helping this young man, was lying there. Any part that you touch. Hey! Because the guys have what? Beat him very well. There are people who drink, they end up in gutters. It cannot satisfy you. Only Jesus. Yes, I know someone like that. You drank. He drank a whole house. I know him personally. The house, I can show you the house, not far from here. He drank. The father had passed away, was drinking. You take air conditioner, went deposit it. Then you drink it. Then you take it, almost seven air conditioning in the, the house. Those days, like in the 70s or 80s, the father was a very rich bank manager who died. He drank all the air conditioning in the house. In fact, what made the people in the area even be People in the area, nurse he came, was coming to take the gates. I mean, they had heard about what the guy was doing, but well, the neighbors. But now he had come, and the house, the wall is like the level of the beam, very high. They had come to take this gate. They were removing the gates when now the area people rose up. <laughs> he was going to deposit the gates to drink. He drank every property that he has and most people like that they, you drink your pay you drink your pay and your wife is in the house your children in the house <clears throat> God have mercy on us five I'm closing men trying to quit their test with sex 
Say, I once spoke to a man who had, who was tired of having sex. If you are a man and you get tired of having sex, then man, you've really gone overboard. But men hardly get tired of settings. <laughs> if you ask old, old men, they will tell you. Amen. Some who are trying not to laugh. <laughs> I say you can ask even elderly men. Eighty something year old. He's not tired of sex. So for this young man to be tired of sex, it means that he has had his full allocation of it. <laughs> and he wasn't satisfied. And that's how come you see now people now having sex things with animals. There are clubs. There are clubs where people have sex with dogs. Because it, 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 they are not satisfied with what God has provided. And that's why you see now people having a man having sex with a man. But he's not satisfied with what God has provided. But the greatest thing that God has provided is Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. 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 He said, let not thine heart decline to her ways. Go not astray in her paths. For she has cast down many wounded. Yea, many strong men have been slain by her. Her house is the way to hell. Going down to the chambers of hell. Proverbs chapter 7, 25 to 27. And finally, for today, no, before, before number 6, men try to quench their thirst with endless hard work. Hard work. Jesse, I think hard work will satisfy you. It's good to work hard, though. Please, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. It's good to work hard. But that should not, you know, there are people who are driven just to satisfy something that does not exist. Are you with me? Yeah. yeah. Finally, John chapter 4, verse 14. That's what Jesus Christ said to the woman. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never test. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well. So inside of you is a well. A well that is satisfying you and a well that is satisfying people around you. Inside of him shall be what? A well of water springing up into everlasting life. It's only Jesus who can satisfy. Is anyone thirsty? Is anyone thirsty? It's a question Jesus Christ asks. We are using so many things to quench our tests. Friendship, this, that. Is anyone thirsty? Is anyone thirsty? Is anyone thirsty? So when you ask him, he will give to you. God bless you. Rise on your feet. Fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench this thirst in my soul.
your mouth just pray to God I don't know what thirst you want God to quench in your life I don't know what thirst you want God to address in your life but just open your mouth and pray just pray say Lord Lord quench my thirst to God he said, is anyone testing? Let him come to me. Let him come to me. Let him come unto me. Ramanda Kabe. Quench my test of God. Quench every test of mine. In the name of Jesus. Quench every test of God. searching I've been trying to satisfy a certain fest within me but it's not working today I want to give Jesus Christ a try I want to surrender my life to Jesus pastor I want you to pray for me that Jesus Christ will come into my life and to satisfy every quest when I say this morning, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to surrender to Jesus. Wherever you are standing, just lift your right hand and say, Pastor, pray with me. This morning, I want to surrender to Jesus. Just lift your right hand. Only your right hand. God bless you. Just lift it very high. I want to see it from where I am. Lift it. God bless you. God bless you. You have lifted your right hand. I just want you to come to me right now. Just come. Just come to me. Just come. Just come. Just come. 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 come, come. And come to Jesus right now. Come to Jesus.
bless you for wanting to invite Jesus Christ into your heart. I want to pray with you. Just lift your two hands as a sign of surrender to the Lord and pray this prayer after them. The Bible says that with the heart man believes unto righteousness, but then with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Just pray this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. Open your mouth. Say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I thank you for Jesus. I thank you for Jesus. Who died for me. Who died for me. This morning. This morning. I come to you. I come to you. And I ask you. And I ask you. To please forgive me. To please forgive me. For all my sins. For all my sins. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. All my wrongdoings. All my wrongdoings. Please wash me. Please wash me. Please wash me. Please wash, me. Please wash away my sins with the blood of Jesus. Come into my heart and live with me. I want to be a Christian, a good Christian, and a strong Christian. I want to come to church every Sunday. So, Lord, help me. Thank you for helping me. Thank you. For not giving up on me. Thank you for loving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you for listening to this message. For more information on upcoming programs and events, visit our Facebook page, Kodesh Family Church Ghana HQ. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every day. And remember, God's word as a lamp onto your feet and a light onto your path.